Today is May 9th, 2021. This is episode 148 of Maelstrom Radio. Maelstrom Radio. Welcome, everybody, to Maelstrom Radio. My name is Peter. With me, this host, when I asked him to play Elder Scrolls Online, he said, Fusro, nah, <laughs> it's Quentin. Oh, yeah, you're right. We, we can't veto these when you don't write them down. Uh-huh. <laughs> this host doesn't need, doesn't need the presence of the jester holiday it's hyperpixie the giggle queen herself <laughs> hello hi <laughs> these are both eat lesson they're elder skull canon so no one can be mad at me <laughs> <laughs> i do want to point out before the show he explicitly told me that he did not write them down in our show notes doc because then susan and i can't veto them yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. they were great yeah yeah they're not always Anyways, about pleasing well. you two. <laughs> Sometimes they're about <laughs> making me happy. And in this case, also hyperpixie. So everybody wins. <laughs> Welcome to the show, hyperpixie. Welcome to Maelstrom Radio. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. Awesome. Uh, so normally how we start off is we talk about our past weeks in gaming and otherwise. And we'll, we'll, we could start with Quentin. What have you been doing this past weekend? <laughs> Gaming. Okay, that's great. I can go really fast. Uh, yeah. I haven't done any gaming wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did our Diablo stream, which went a little bit better than normal, um, and try to do a little bit of off-stream stuff for that as well. Uh, play a little bit of Genshin Impact as well. Again, doing some of the events there, and then uh, of course we had our D and D on Wednesday for the first time, uh, where we actually played. And I made one of our party members really angry. Mm-hmm. And um, that's about where it's going. We're about to dive into our first combat experience. So that should be fun. Yep. And you and I are so far playing the two two characters with everything close to our chest. Like you have not you and I have not said much and in, in, to the group. So you've released more than I have. I have. I just kind of threatened a guy with a knife. But that's player knowledge versus character knowledge. So <laughs> Even character knowledge, you've said more than I have. Oh. Uh, the only thing I said. You introduced yourself. That's I, something. I, that's the only <laughs> thing I've done. <laughs> yep, yep. It'll so, be a fun campaign. It will be very much. So, uh, yeah, so we both played D&D this week. Uh, I played ESO this week, and I, and I streamed Resident Evil 8. And uh, boy, 
there was a lot of like me scaring myself <laughs> more than the game <laughs> scaring because I was it was so dark. It was <laughs> and hey, Susan, have you jumped up behind him while he's playing yet? Because I, if not, I please. No, I, 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 I just met. Uh, Lady uh, Dimitrescu is is how I've learned to say it, but I've also heard it eighty seven other different ways. So I don't tall lady, tall scary lady. Uh, mm-hmm. I've met and I've met everything else, and the game is gor- First of all, gorgeous. The re the re engine is amazing uh, and terrifying. <laughs> and every because they're not like typical. This isn't zombies, so it's just like worse in every way possible. Horror. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and there was no death counters, but I died a couple times. So that's, that's, <laughs> that was my week in gaming. That was my week in general. <laughs> just, just a horror show. <laughs> so, hi from Pixie. What have you been doing this past week? Well, I picked up Pokemon Snap. So I've been playing that oh, here and there. And nice. that has been really fun. Accidentally might have murdered a poor Morlul because I threw like an apple at it and it just <laughs> fell down. And then oh, no. the Morlul behind it just like oh. looked at it and I was like, oh no, did I kill you? <laughs> or are you You've killed my father. Prepare to die. I <laughs> <laughs> then like at the timing at the end, like <laughs> it's like right before you like leave the level and like the little assistant like pops up at the top and was like, oh yes, that was fun. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. <laughs> Yeah, murder's great. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> so the game was way darker than anticipated, but it's like actually really, oh, really yeah. cool. So like the more you like, so your levels are dependent on like the stage you're on. So mm-hmm. for example, you could be like level three on the first stage and level one on the second stage. And so, it, and the more you level up in a stage, like the different things the Pokemon will do, the different Pokemon you see. So it has like that replay, replayability in the levels to try to get like your quest ticked off and stuff. So it's been really, really fun. I've been really enjoying that. It was kind of a fun little chill game to just relax with. And then on the flip side of fun, chill, and relaxed, uh, I've recently gotten into uh, a new Trials Guild in Elder Scrolls Online. Um mm that actually got me into vet cloud rest cloud rest plus one so i know you're new to the game but cloud rest was a trial that was introduced with the somerset expansion uh lots of griffins and a big slug lady named zamaja who's really cranky not a nice person um she's a slowed she um so with this trial in particular, what you can do is you can attack the three mini bosses one at a time and then attack the final boss, which is the slug lady, or you can go straight to the slug lady and do uh, what they refer to as VCR plus three, where all of the three mini bosses join her or you can <laughs> knock out a couple of them. So what we did was we went and we killed two of the mini bosses and we had one mini boss join her. You get different rewards that way, different titles. Like if you get VCR plus three, you get a cool skin out of it. But it's insane to do it that way. It's really mm. difficult. Um, so that was actually my first clear ever of that cloud rest. So I skipped plus nice. zero and went straight to plus one. So that was something that I was really proud of because I tried it gosh, uh, late last year and just did not have any good luck at all. (laughs) We just failed so many times. So with this new Trials Guild, it was really, really awesome to get in there and finally beat it and get my revenge on that place. 
And I've I've also been tanking a bit more in ESO. So I'm actually a Ooh. healer main. I main a necromancer healer, uh, which sounds like an oxymoron, but it's actually really, really fun and a super powerful healing class. Um, I necromancers really enjoy are the best it. healers. Yeah. We're, we're just, just a little, little late, late sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, you also get like this really cool like mass res that isn't a thing other than this class in this game. Mm-hmm. So super fun if you have a group that dies a lot, which I die a lot. So it's it's fun sometimes. I miss heal sometimes. So <laughs> it's nice to have that backup plan. Yeah, um, I'm say if you do more damage instead of healing, then you just eventually you'll pick them all back up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I've actually been tanking a little bit more. I have a warden tank. So think like mm-hmm. ice and nature magic. Oh, Same though. Meaning? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I've been messing around on my warden tank. Uh, tanked vet Black Drake Villa the other day with all the secrets and everything. So that was really, really fun. That dungeon was awesome. Uh, really happy to get into some vet DLC content finally with my tank and feel like I'm doing an okay job. Still kind of learning things here and there, but oh, I, I have a ton of tank friends in the game, including uh, Arcanair and Lotus of Doom from the Tales podcast. Uh, they both uh, are tank mains, so I get a lot of advice from them and then a lot of advice from my tank, Lego, and some other friends of mine. So I've been kind of working on that tank build and trying to get comfortable with that other support role. I don't DPS a whole lot in the game, but I've been really enjoying both healing and tanking a lot lately, and that's been pretty much what I've been up to. Pretty that's good. a lot. It's a pretty busy schedule. I, on top of your regular streaming as yeah. well, right? Right. So a lot of the stuff I was doing on stream, but I do do it off stream as well, depending <laughs> on what I'm doing. I like to tank off stream too. I, I have noticed I'm a very different person whenever I'm tanking versus whenever I'm healing. I tend to verbally taunt enemies by like cursing at them very loudly. <laughs> and it just makes me feel better and the enemies come over eventually whenever yeah. I eventually hit the button along with cursing at them. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, it, it's very different between tanking and healing because when you tank, you yell at the enemies for doing things and when you're <laughs> healing, you yell at the players. Why are you standing in that? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Step to the left. <laughs> Versus Oh yeah. stand in that. <laughs> please step to the left you get over here you stand in this aoe do not move you do not move at all you stay right there and do not move do not look at anybody but me yeah i've said that to tanks too (laughs) (laughs) that uh, peter can attest i I was gonna say yeah (laughs) word for word actually stop standing in the fire stop standing in the fire stop standing in (laughs) that's a knockback peter (laughs) I've been knocked back way too much, way too much. Uh, I I've pulled off some amazing things though, like <laughs> things that I shouldn't survive. I tend to survive. I don't know, like I I don't have the best of luck with simple mechanics, but when like big things hit me, I tend to survive. And like everybody's like, how how did that happen? <laughs> so I would like to point out, welcome Dubs Gamer to our stream. Uh, they would like to say that you are a master of death as a necro healer, but also a killer of bunnies and innocent Pokemon. Oh, no. Welcome. That is that. There's your new introduction. Hello, Hypermixie Gaming is a yeah. master of death. Isn't? Hi, yeah. Dubs. <laughs> so it sounds like they were your both week was, accidents. <laughs> sounds like your week was great. Honestly, uh, I I was like Resident Evil Eight Pokemon, and I like there there was times when I was playing Resident Evil Eight when I was like 
I should should have oh, gotten Pokemon. Yeah, I should I should have gotten Pokemon Snap. That would have been a nicer experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh. See, I'm yeah. really torn too. But Pokemon usually beats out most things for me. But I also really wanted to play Resident Evil Eight, so it's I'm I've been just it's, like watching Let's Plays and streams. It is it is good. It, like it is good. It's just oh, there there are some high pressure moments in that in that game. So just I'm just like oh no why. My sweet, I'm a sweet, I'm a sweet boy. Why is this happening? I feel uh, like if it would have released closer to Halloween, I would have been like way more tempted to mm. get it. But yeah, I I don't play a lot of horror games. I do enjoy playing them sometimes. Like I really loved the Blair Witch game. That was awesome. I was terrified the entire time, <laughs> but it, it was awesome. It was it was great to play on stream because it made me feel like I was not alone in my house. <laughs> It's always great to play those late at night when it's always dark and with headsets so you can hear Ugh. everything surrounds. Like, uh, the, oh, the soundstage <laughs> in Resident Evil 8 is terif- they're, it, truly terrifying. Oh, really? Oh, because you're in this village and it sounds like like twigs are snapping over on like right oh, behind God. you and stuff like like, <laughs> like everything, every sound made, like, made me jump. And like every time I entered a house, I'm like, hello, help, <laughs> help me. Oh. Chelly is suggesting Resident Evil snap. Uh, actually, Ooh. there is a photo mode in Resident Evil 8, so technically I could take pictures of the lichens and things that want to kill me right before they kill me. <laughs> okay, if there's a photo mode, I'm going to have to get it eventually. Yeah, and if, if I... photo mode and werewolves, yeah. I have to get it. Except, except when you throw the apple at the and werewolf, dolls. it just kills you instead. <laughs> <laughs> you sure I, I can't just remember... take it out with an apple? Like I You might be able to. You're probably much better than I <laughs> I can't remember the Pokemon, but I remember another one that was spiky that you can throw apples at, but the actuals actually stick into the spikes. Oh my so god. So the Pokemon just starts walking around with all these apples stuck to it depending on where oh, you throw them. I know what off. I'm doing. Oh, that, <laughs> that poor Pokemon <laughs> just like running around like, do we eat it? <laughs> I oh. knocked a sleeping Arbok out of a tree by throwing oh, apples no. at it. It was really funny. It <laughs> fell really hard. I could not stop laughing. Did it make a good solid thud? Yep. And then yeah. it was very confused whenever it woke up and just kind of slithered off. <laughs> I, I, If I remember correctly, like when they give you the apples, they're like, don't worry, they can't hurt the Pokemon. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm doing damage. Apples are pretty hard fruit. They're not like a soft fruit. Well, they, they call it fluffer fruit. They're like, it's like apples, but softer. It's like, mm. they don't really look that soft though. <laughs> Yeah, you're knocking stuff out of trees. <laughs> yeah. And no, no, no. I managed it, to murder a Morlul. So. So. The he apples don't hurt. But if you throw it hard <laughs> enough, it'll fall and then it'll die. <laughs> Goals, really. It's for- I, I've been thinking about picking it up for a while because, I mean, Pokemon Snap was an amazing game way, way back when. And it's like huge nostalgia factor and I haven't played it since then, so a long time. <laughs> um... But yeah, like I, I, I definitely, I think, I think with your review, if I can go in and kill a Pokemon with an apple, like sold. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Oh no! I'll, I just made everybody murder Pokemon. Yeah. Well, Master when, of when, you're, when you're not murdering Pokemon, <laughs> you are playing ESO, and we invited you on the show to talk about ESO. Uh, and if you want to throw in more uh, regalus and more tales, bunny murder, we can. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I feel like I need to tell the bunny murder story just so that way yeah, people say, know what you're yeah. talking about. There's a story here. 
Okay, so I mentioned I'm a necro healer main, so sometimes Mm -hmm. I run this skill called Blast Bones, where basically you summon a skeleton, which will then wander around for a couple seconds, then leap at an enemy and explode. And it can do varying damage. It's it's a really fun skill to use. I really enjoy using Blast Bones to troll my tank because it's a really good way to pull everything at once. And uh, it can get there before the tank sometimes. It's great fun. Uh, so I, the, in ESO, you have two bars once you hit level 15 that you can swap between. And mm-hmm. I have a ghost summon that can heal me and it can't hurt anything. And it also does not pull aggro. And then on the other bar, but on the same button, it is my blast bones. Cause I wanted my summons on the same button. It seemed like a good idea. I would know where they were. Well, we were waiting for my tank to like come back from the bathroom. We were in a dungeon called Lair of Marsalak. And we were in an area that didn't have any enemies, but there was a harmless little bunny hopping across across the path. It was like ambiance. I am oh, no. a very fidgety gamer, and so I just like to press buttons. I was like, oh, I can just like play with my ghost or whatever. So I hit the button for my ghost. All of a sudden, Blast Bones just itself <laughs> at this poor bunny and crits for 14k damage on this one HP bunny and just disintegrates it. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> What did I do? I swear I was just trying to use my ghost. I just wanted to press a button. I didn't mean to press that button on that bar. And I felt like a horrible person. And nobody has let me live it down ever since. There have been people sending me videos of them murdering bunnies and saying it was in my name. And (laughs) so there's like this cult of bunny murder now that I have inadvertently started. And it started with so a poor innocent bunny. It continues with the Pokemon. Like at some point it stops <laughs> becoming accidents. You can't use the same excuse each time. I didn't mean to. I was trying to feed the Morville and it like bounced off the ground and hit it in the head and killed it. Did this, I don't know. Did this bunny situation happen by any chance uh, during the Skyrim expansion or the, the, the Greymore expansion? Uh, no, this was uh, back during... Um, uh elsewhere so it was one of the dlc either right before or right after elsewhere it was the scale breaker dlc so you've had about two expansions worth of bunny deaths to now bring us into oblivion so really you're the cause <laughs> <laughs> for the, the oblivion portal got it all right oh no, oh, no. i sacrifice all my bunnies to dagon <laughs> <laughs> well see you in the expansion <laughs> So for those of us who haven't played, because I think I got to level six or seven and stopped playing just before apparently the best class ever for healing and trolling your tank was released, Um, (laughs) because that would be the class that I would 100% play. And every time you talk about it, the more, sorry, the more you talk about it, the more I want to go back and play it. You should. Um, I might now. Uh, I know someone who's been trying to get people to play ESO again. Hi. But uh, for those of us who are not familiar, before you were talking about like trials and from other backgrounds, that's kind of similar to like a raid concept, but not quite the same, right? So like what's kind of that difference there or like how does that work in ESO? Right. So in ESO, we have dungeons and trials. So dungeons are your typical four-man content that you'd see in like Final Fantasy. And I'm assuming WoW. I haven't played WoW. I have played a little uh, bit of Final five, Fantasy. Five so, oh, Yeah. Okay. Final Fantasy. WoW does five. Uh, EQ wow. does six, I think. Oh, really? 
So I, yeah. I've played ESO and a little bit of Final Fantasy fourteen. So that's kind of mm -hmm. my frame of reference. Um, so with ESO, dungeons are four-man content, and then trials are 12-man content. Um, okay, that's good. The trials can be really different uh, from trial to trial. So I was talking about uh, Cloud Rest earlier where you can have all of the bosses at once. There are other mm -hmm. more standard trials like Halls of Fabrication where they're much longer. They take a while to get through that feel more like your typical raid where you're going bo one boss at a time. Uh, Sunspire is also um, one of those more typical uh, trials. It's pretty short uh there's three bosses but you you can only fight one at a time you don't get all mm. of them with you um <laughs> and which is oh that is that is a time oh, <laughs> yeah uh so they're all very different very unique they're really really fun uh trials are well vet trials at least are the content that i'm still like kind of getting my feet wet with that's kind of the most end game and there's no uh, group finder like there's there's no way to really pug random trials like mm. in game except for like yelling in zone chat that you would like to get into a trial <laughs> yep. people go to craglorn for that oh, in case hello. like you're looking to get into them <laughs> and you're just like looking for like vet hell citadel like please take me but <laughs> uh you probably don't want to do that if it's your first experience with the trial you probably want to go in with your guild um but uh, so basically, yeah, trials are more akin to raids. They're a little bit smaller than like Final Fantasy's 24-man raids. They're 12. Mm -hmm. uh, they're super, super fun. Uh, a lot of them are way more mechanics-heavy than you see in a lot of the, especially the older dungeons. So uh, there's also been a shift over the years with ESO and their dungeons. So the base mm -hmm. game, you'll you'll hear people talk about like base game dungeons and then the DLC dungeons. Uh, there's a huge jump up in difficulty from the base game to the DLC dungeons. And uh, the DLC dungeons are more mechanics heavy as well. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, basically your trials are your raids that have more mechanics. You need the, at, at least I can speak from the perspective of a healer, you're kind of set up differently if you're doing a dungeon versus doing trials. It's just a really good time. I, you were doing that uh, when I raided you yesterday. You were you were doing uh, that that um, yeah. trial, and I was watching a bit of it. I was like, "This is crazy," because <laughs> 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 I I, under, I like I, I kind of understood what you were doing, and I was like, "I'm like I think those are all other bosses that they're full." And like you, there was old, and I'm talking about old Warcraft. I'm talking about like Wrath days and like Burning Crusade days. They don't tend to do that kind of crazy stuff anymore, where you can like pull multiple bosses at one time. So I was like. I miss that. That like that was my favorite part of like old like wow and and the old like I, and I don't know if EQ ever like old EQ uh, did it like EQ two or like where you could like pull multiple bosses during one fight to to do secret things. But I remember that stuff and it was a lot of fun. Like I was always like a lot of like, all right, well this is gonna hurt, but we're gonna go for it. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so last night, whenever I was running the trial, I was uh, the kite healer. So there was the group healer, and then I was kite healing. So basically, there is this mechanic called crushing darkness, where there's like this laser thing that's going to start following whoever's furthest oh, from no. the group. So basically, I needed to stay back farther than everybody else. So this laser would follow me around, and I had to do this little square dance 
to stay close enough to the group where I could still heal them, but far enough away to where I wasn't going to hit anybody else with this laser. It was just my job to be kind of the distraction. And then also, whenever people would go, like, downstairs in portals, I'd have to run around and, like, send the shards down and stuff. So it was it was really fun and chaotic. Um, ESO has very fast-paced chaotic combat, so there's a lot to do. It's all happening very quickly, especially whenever mm-hmm. you add on the extra bosses and all that stuff. Yeah, like when you mentioned, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> when you mentioned the the like choice of like the one boss, two boss, three boss, like all of them together kind of thing, like I have had experiences in the past with raiding where you have that choice or you have to do that, and like it's very rare that you see those in encounters because I think they're a lot harder to design and to balance and to make it work. But uh, like they are very rewarding when you can finally get them down, especially when you start playing with different combinations and get one extra mini boss, two, three. Like it's it's a very different experience each time oh, you yeah. kind of do that, and it's a lot of fun to do. Definitely. So recently, uh, I was watching the the Microsoft uh, Bethesda merger video. Like they were talking about, like, hey, like this is like what we're doing, and day one of this, and and you know. Game Pass and all that. And one of the things I found very interesting, and because, you know, very rarely nowadays do MMOs talk about their numbers, right? Like, they don't really want to talk about how many. But during that thing, they said that ESO had 18 million players worldwide, which I thought was fascinating. That's a lot of play. That's a huge player base. Uh, so why, so my question is why ESO? Like, why, why, like, why is that the MMO that you, 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 picked and and like i know you've played final fantasy 14 and i i i we we know i play wow so so eso was actually my first mmo that i like actually started playing like stuck with like way back in the day i had tried runescape very very briefly and it just wasn't my thing i also had dial up internet just bad time so uh, when ESO came out, I was a huge fan of the Elder Scrolls universe, uh, huge fan of Skyrim. I had played Oblivion, played a little bit of Morrowind. So I really understood the lore and loved the stories. So the idea of being able to kind of play a game set in that universe with my friends just seemed awesome to me and also meeting new friends. I was like, you know, like an MMO would be awesome. At the time when an ESO launched, I was still on console. So I actually got a a year mm-hmm. later start than the people who started out on PC because it did come out in 2014 on PC and 2015 on console. Uh, there's also like a distinct lack of uh, MMOs on consoles. That's why I never got into right. WoW because WoW never came out on a console. And up until 2018, I was strictly a console gamer. I didn't have a PC. So... Uh, Whenever it launched on console, I picked it up within the first month and just made so many awesome friends. Uh, really loved kind of diving like so deep into the lore. So uh, for reference, ESO takes place in the second era and Skyrim takes place in the fourth era. So there's this huge mm-hmm. time gap and you're in the middle of the what's called the Three Banners War. So it's like a really interesting time in the lore you have Mana Marco and his worm cults, and there's just so much crazy stuff that happens in the second era, and there's so many places they can go with it that the storytelling is fantastic. Uh, so I, I came for Elder Scrolls because I was a huge Elder Scrolls fan, but I really ended up staying for the community and all of the friends that I've made there. And it's it's just been amazing ever since 2015, whenever I started. It's like... 
what about the community? It makes it so great. Like I know when you think of like the WoW community, you tend to think it's a little bit more toxic. A lot of it isn't, but a lot of it historically was a lot more toxic. You have the Final Fantasy community, which has been well regarded as a, a hugely accepting, hugely warm, welcoming community. Um, how does like how is the ESO community overall? The ESO community, we actually like have a hashtag we use on Twitter. We call ourselves the ESO fam. Uh, we're really like a big family. Uh, coming from games that, that I've played online, like COD, that are just ridiculously toxic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just yep. a bad time to use a microphone, especially as a woman. I just don't do it. Um, ESO is extremely non-toxic. The community is extremely welcoming. I know so many people where if you say in zone chat that you're new to the game, so many people will come help you, give you stuff, try to like help you through some content, try to get you started, answer any of your questions. Uh, the content creators in the community are just amazingly nice. They are all so willing to help you and get you started in the community. And the devs also are very interconnected within the community. They really care mm -hmm. about the community. They'll interact with you on Twitter. Uh, I actually had the opportunity to play with a couple of them. Uh, I played with cool. Gina Bruno, the community manager, uh, during one of the Bethesda streams. And then I also got my vet model or cause trial clear with the creative director, Rich Lambert. Um, it's just really cool how like into the community they are. Um, mm -hmm. they'll pop up in people's streams. They're really interested to see how people are perceiving the game, whenever new content drops. Um, they're just the nicest people. I got to meet a lot of them whenever I went to the ESO Vegas reveal event. Mm -hmm. Um, every single person I've met in ESO has just been incredible. Like even from the content creation side, I, I hear like all these stories of all these trolls and stuff, super low incidence of trolling. It's been really, really nice and chill, and I've made so many friends in the community. Uh, one of my like favorite things to talk about is when this game came out, I had a, my son was about 10 months old, and mm -hmm. I was still suffering from severe postpartum depression and anxiety. And so I would have panic attacks pretty frequently. And I had joined my first guild in ESO, and it was called the Anzalil. And there was a friend that I made through the guild. He's actually the GM. And mm -hmm. he had served in the U.S. Army and had PTSD. And so, like, he would talk me through panic attacks that I was having. And, like, the community was just there for me, you know? And it's just so powerful to have something like that and to give you those friends that you need during those hard times and that shoulder to lean on, even though, uh, for example, Hoodie, the the friend that I had who helped me through my panic attacks, he lived all the way out in like Oregon at the time and I'm in Florida. So people from across the country, across the world, just coming together just to make everybody feel welcome and accepted. Um, and then I had mentioned COD earlier being a not fun place <laughs> to be a woman. Uh, yep. ESO seems to have a pretty like even male-female split, like even at Endgame. Hmm which is really, really cool. I know so many like amazing women in the game that I've met and become friends with. And so it just makes you feel like it's a welcome place for really everyone. I've met so many friends in the LGBT community as well. So it's it just really does feel like it's accepting of everyone. And it's just really awesome, the community that's been fostered in ESO. And I'm proud to be a part of it. I don't think you could have given a more glowing review of that community yeah, no, at no, all. Not at all, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. 
it 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 reminds me of and and Quentin and I could probably attest this more because of where where him and I met as friends it was back in like EQ days like SOE like before like even like because you we would be able to interact with like the devs and stuff like that on Twitter and talk to them. Uh, and it, it reminds me, like having watched a lot of the streams, they seem so connected for better or worse. I, I mean, we could, I don't want us to talk about like the end of days there, but for early, like mid early days, it was good. Like we did, like, there was a lot of interaction between, uh, like us as creators and, and people playing their games and talking to them. And, and I like that. I like seeing that. I've, I, I'm telling you, when I, I tap into something, I tap into something. Like I watch a lot of it. I listen to your, I listen to Tales of Tamriel. That like to, to pimp out your your podcast, I do listen to it, uh, and I, I watch a lot of the the Bethesda streams, and they are so so connected with their community, and I love seeing that. Like I I, I feel like that's something that like Blizzard has stopped doing, it, you know, connecting to their their player base, and I and it's something. I, which you do see, and I think there's always that language barrier with Final Fantasy uh, there. I, I'm not going to say they don't interact with their community. They very much do as best they can. Um, but I really do like I the fact. Look at Sokin's Twitter feed. Yeah, yeah I, yeah, I know. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, had, unless it's Yokotaru, you can interact with him all you want. <laughs> if you want to talk to him. Yeah, okay. <laughs> The the EQ EQ devs I was not as familiar with. It. I didn't have a lot of experience with them. But uh, Rift, when it first came out, we had lots of contact with the devs, the CM team. <clears throat> Excuse me, like all over the board, we had lots of good interaction with them. So yeah, it's really good when you have that sort of community. Definitely. <clears throat> so th- there's been a couple things. Sorry, Peter, do you have something? No, no, go ahead. I was about to say the same thing. I knew we were going. <laughs> there's, there's been a couple of things in chat that have been posted, and a few other people off stream have asked as well. Like, So in my experience, and Susan's as well, when you first pop into ESO, it's very overwhelming. There's so much to do, so much content. Uh, like When you just get dropped in, it's not very friendly to, when, to new players, especially if you're not familiar with the, uh, the Elder Scrolls universe. Like for me, I've tried to play Elder Scrolls games. I've put like 15 hours into ESO, a few hours into Oblivion. Never could get into really either of them. Like, do you have any advice for how new players can kind of get into this game, or like how how can new player like how can this game help new players, or how how can new players get into this kind of thing? Right. So they, I forget which which update it was added in, but they have added something called the zone guide where you can like pull up your map and it'll kind of like tell you like where to start the main story for that zone. Uh, you also have to kind of ask yourself what you want to get out of it. Some people just don't like questing and they just want to do dungeons and stuff like that. So if you're a person who just wants to do PvP or just do dungeons, you can completely ignore story stuff and just go do that. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so it's it, it tries to give you as much freedom as possible, which can be extremely overwhelming, especially if you're used to a more structured experience. It throws everything at you all at once. And it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, have fun. Go do your thing. And trying to figure out what your thing is, especially if you're new to MMOs, can be like pretty daunting. Um, there have been a few Very. guides posted by different community members online. Uh, I, I can't remember who has posted them off the top of my head, but a quick Google should help you figure it out. Um where it kind of like tells you the chronological order of the quests. So, mm-hmm. for example, you'll have your alliance quests, which are 
really good to start out in if you do want to go the questing route where um, whenever you first start the game, you have to choose your alliance. Um, if you don't have any race, any alliance, it is race dependent. Um, for example, mm -hmm. if you play a high elf, you're going to be in the old Mary Dominion. Uh, if you play a Breton, which is what my main is, you're going to be in Daggerfall Covenant. However, I have any race, any alliance, so my Breton is in the old Mary Dominion, the best alliance. Mm. Um, so, for example, the old Mary Dominion storyline will start in like Ardon and Canarthi, well, really Canarthi's Roost. Um, and you'll be able to see that through like your zone guide and play through. Um, the quest lines and like the main quests have like a different like quest starter marker. It just looks a little bit fancier. Uh, so that's a good way to kind of recognize it. Uh, once that's you helpful. hit level, huh? That's helpful. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because the other ones are just basically your basic like little arrow. Um, mm -hmm. These, these have like some more intricate like lattice work in the middle. And so that's an easy way to kind of like identify them. And then repeatable quests are blue. The quest markers are blue. When okay. Pick them up. Um, that's something they changed at some point, and it's really nice that they did that because it's super helpful. Yeah. Those little tiny quality of life changes are. <laughs> yep. Um. So basically, the first thing is just like ask yourself what you actually want to play or how you would have the most fun. So you can min max push towards end game, but I don't recommend doing that whenever you first start the game. You know, mm -hmm. find a build or just play around with skills at a, on, on a class that you think sounds interesting. You know, do some quests, do normal dungeons. You can get through normal content on a deep, just like next to nothing, and you're not really going to get given a hard time. You know, once you get into like in-game content, you're going to want to work on that. But just do things that make you happy. You know, if you like Mage's Guild stuff, go do the Mage's Guild quest line. If you like the Dark Brotherhood, then get the Dark Brotherhood DLC and play through that. It's super fun too. Um, <laughs> It's it's just very much dependent on what you like. I do recommend if you are doing quests, it is really good to kind of like do the original like base game main quest. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a really good one, um, but you don't even have to. So say you are going to jump into the game right at Blackwood and you're not really interested in the older stories because all of your friends are about to play Blackwood because they've been in the game for longer than you. Um, you can jump straight into Blackwood with them and it's not going to hurt you at all because the stories, while they may make reference to some stuff and there will be recurring characters, you can 100% enjoy the story as a standalone. So it's not going to really hurt your experience all that much to just jump into the newest content right away. Okay. Yeah, okay. and I'm sorry if I butchered the name. There's, I think it's Luki JL. I Apologies if I'm butchering your name. Uh, they also said that uh, when they first started, they felt the same way. Um, there's so much to do, but just playing through the base quest line and not worrying about a build um, helped a lot. Like that, that kind of seems kind of the same sort of thing. What you're saying too, like just get in there and do whatever. Don't worry about anything. Mess up, make mistakes. Just smack things. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> they also said be a also true. Drink, drink some sap. So. Yes. <laughs> Argonians are awesome. Yeah. And kill Can bunnies. Yeah. And murder bunnies. Oh, no. I'm never going to live it down. Never going to live the bunny <laughs> incident down. It was a complete accident. Never going to live it down ever. Uh, some of the so best things earlier to down are accidents. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Happy cults. Mother's Day. <laughs> 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 Oh, 
Oh, well, see you all next week. <laughs> That's it. That's the stream. Um, so speaking of cults, earlier you were talking about joining different guilds. And uh, Susan, I think, made a comment earlier too about liking the way the guild systems are set up. Uh, let's see if I can find it. I can't find. Oh yeah, yeah, an interesting guild system that allows you to join a whole bunch. Um, so, like, how does that kind of work with things, or how do you like that? And also, have you created one around the bunny cult yet? So, <laughs> I I have a guild. <laughs> it's it's pretty much just an extension of my friends list at this point because because I'm so busy. I don't really have time to like run a lot a lot of events. I have been trying mm-hmm. to get like some guild trials organized and I mainly do it through discord. Um, but we've been running a couple trials here and there and trying to get some involvement there. It's called the hyper Alliance, a uh, bunch of chill people, varying skill levels. Um, we don't have any, any sort of organization because I'm just real bad at it. Uh, that being said, uh, I've been in the lore seekers guild. Gosh, mm-hmm. since, I think 2018 is whenever I joined. Um, wow. So I've I've been really good friends with them for a long time. They really helped me kind of get that sense of community whenever I first started like getting more into guilds. Um, I do wish uh, you could join more guilds. Five seems a bit on the low side, especially because like there are guilds that are focused on different things, like your your trials progression guilds and your like social guilds versus your trading mm-hmm. guilds. So it'd be really cool if we could have like a couple more guilds just so that we could be in all of them. Um, that being said, overall, I really like the system. A few updates ago, or I guess it was several. Wow. I've been playing <laughs> the game for a long time. Uh, they added a guild application feature and a search for guild feature, which is pretty well, cool. You can advertise your guild and take in applications through that tool. Um, I haven't really had to use that because the guilds that I'm a member of, I found through friends and also through other content creators. Uh, for example, mm-hmm. example, the Lore Seekers Guild, um, that was started by Jibs and Cash of the Lore Seekers podcast that I listened mm-hmm. to, and so I joined them. Um, but that being said, if you're new to the game and you're not really sure where to start, if you want to find a social guild, you can look through the uh, guild finder and see if you find any that look like the place for you. Um, I will say if you are brand new, Lore Seekers is an, is a fantastic place for new people. They have an application process online just to kind of filter out the jerks. And they're super fantastic, so I can recommend that guild. You're welcome mm-hmm. if you're on PCNA to join my guild. Everybody's really friendly. We don't do a lot of organized things, so if that's what you're looking for, it's not really the right place right now. But at some point, I will hopefully have the time to do it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I get that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so with all the content in this game, and I have to say, there is so much content in this game. Like I like going through the zones, which are massive in their own right, like every zone is gigantic. Where do you feel like it's where where it's a great spot like in the game for someone to um just just to like get that feeling of uh, of sense of and, and I'm trying to find the right word for it like the sense of adventure I guess what I would say like I know like every zone has that thing but I like I've seen some amazing zones where I'm like I would love to like explore this place and see more of this and 
And it's it just seems like all of Tamriel. So like, what is your favorite place to do like all that sort of exploration and and spelunking? I guess. So from the base game zones, I remember this is actually the one I was most excited to see whenever I heard about the game and heard about like the areas we were going to be able to explore. I absolutely have always adored Grotwood. Um, it's in Valenwood, so home of the wood elves, which are super, super cool, huge trees. I really like forests and think they're really awesome. Mm -hmm. As far as expansion zones go, uh, I also really like high elves. Uh, I'm just an elf fan in general. Um, <laughs> so I adore Somerset. The, the cities are just the most beautiful in the game. Uh, really awesome griffins flying overhead. I absolutely adore that zone. Uh, the most recent one, uh, Markarth, is strikingly gorgeous. Um, I, For nostalgia's sake, I really do love Western Skyrim, especially the city of Solitude. Solitude is uh, my favorite city in the game Skyrim. So it was really mm -hmm. cool to see that recreated in the second era. So really, I love so many of the zones for different reasons, but those have to be my top favorite. Um I, I think the one that I've spent the most time in is probably Somerset. I have a house there, and I, I just hang out in Alanor all the time. That's just my go-to spot is Alanor. Uh, and you brought up housing, and, and I know you've, like I said, you've, you've played a little bit of Final Fantasy XIV. You've seen, like, the housing over there, and I'm sure knowing who you're one of your best friends is, you've, you've heard the complaints <laughs> about the Final Fantasy XIV housing. Um, yep. <laughs> I, I noticed that like uh, uh, ESO housing is uh, instanced, like you you get your own your own zone, uh, but but they're also gigantic. Like there's massive areas. Like you get this like massive like like mansion or whatever, and it's like it reminds it does remind me a little bit of uh, EverQuest two. Uh, or Rift's mm -hmm. uh, like little home pocket dimensions, or even mm -hmm. you know Wildstar when that was the thing. <laughs> so, uh, I, I've not gone into like looking at people's houses or like looking like, uh, I, that's like maybe, maybe next level deep for me is like looking at like housing designs for ESO. Maybe that's the next thing I start looking at, but like how, how much like, do you enjoy the housing in ESO compared to like another MMO? <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not going to put, put one on front street, but like how much do you enjoy it? Or do you just like, I have, I own a house there. That's pretty much it. <laughs> So, full disclaimer, even though I've played Final Fantasy, I never, like, personally messed around with the housing. I just kind of looked at friends' houses. Good luck uh, getting one. <laughs> as well, I don't own a house in Final Fantasy. I'm married to somebody who has a house in Final Fantasy. His house is cool. Um, I just I just never got into the housing in Final Fantasy. Didn't really get the chance to. Um, I really do love the way that the instance housing works in ESO. I don't really mm -hmm. prefer the idea of having to fight for a house. I feel like it's something that if you want to buy it, you should be able to buy it. Mm -hmm. um, the community, like the neighborhood aspect that you get in like Final Fantasy is really cool. And I appreciate that for what it is. Um, that being said, I have a tendency to prefer the instance housing just so that way people can get a house. Um, you had mentioned that the houses are really huge. There's kind of a vast array of sizes. So like whenever you first start the game, you can get a free apartment. The apartment is like the size of a closet. So you can fit like a couple things in it. It's very small. But it's a good free life. teleport because <laughs> you can teleport to your house and it's free and it just acts like a way shrine. 
So, and they're usually in like a main city. So it's nice to Mm -hmm. go ahead and pick up the free apartment. You can get one free apartment per tune. So if you're me and have nine tunes, you can get nine free apartments. So it's nice to have those free teleports and it's unlocked for all characters. So it's account wide instead of character wide. So for example, if you get an apartment in Vivek city, then you can teleport to that apartment from all of your characters for free for quest turn-ins and stuff like that. And good way to get to a place to do Ritz um, without having to pay any money to like teleport to a way shrine. Um, Mm -hmm. As far as the housing itself, I really, really enjoy it. I have a lot of friends, for example, uh, Ninja Monkey 0169 is super amazing. They call themselves housing mancers. The things that these people come up with are insane. They will build entire structures and just do the, some crazy things with this system. I just put beds places. And I think the coolest thing I've made is like a pillow nook where it was like this like little recessed area and I put a bunch of pillows and a couple candles there. That was real cute. I was really happy with that. That's the most creative I've gotten. Uh, My last house, I tried to make look like a mage's quarters and I had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, I'm still decorating my newest house with the the one that has the pillow nook that I was so proud of that looks super cozy. Um, And I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with that. I, it's one of those things that I'm always like, I need to make more time for housing. And then I just end up doing dungeon runs again. Yeah. yeah. But I do like adore the housing system in this game. It's super fun Uh, for the people who do a lot of housing in this game. Mm -hmm. The biggest complaint is for the huge houses, the item limit I think is like 600, which doesn't really fill up your house very much. It sounds yeah. like a lot of items, but whenever you're trying to make it look like an actual lived-in house and you're putting tiny little knickknacks places, it fills up really quickly. So that's the biggest complaint right now that I'm aware of with the housing in the game. That being said, if you get like a medium-sized house, you can fill it really easily and it'll look nice and lived-in and you can do a lot of really cool things with it. Just get creative. You can make things float. You can jump on top of stuff. It's a good time. I think that is the biggest complaint that I've ever seen from any housing system outside of Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy is the major complaint is first that no one has houses and then second, along with every other game, we need to be able to put more stuff in our houses. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Without fail. Like, because you'll you'll see all these people that make those like intricate, really cool designs and this one little tiny corner is like 800 items alone. And then the rest of the house is empty because they can't put anything in it. It's like, got my corner. Yeah. (laughs) I I made a shower. It took 700 pieces, but look, (laughs) that's a shower. Like, all right, well. It's like me and my 20 pillows in my corner. It's like, don't know what I'm doing with the rest of the house, but I've got pillows. This is all I need. You have a nook. That's all you need. (laughs) Yep. It's got pillows. pretty much how you sleep there. (laughs) Exactly. You don't need anything else. Uh, I know another part of the game, and I believe when the game first launched, and, I, and I'm an old man, so <laughs> I, I did play the the beta for ESO when it was launching, and I know the big thing was like there at the, at the time, and I know it's changed because there are trials and stuff now. Like at the big time, like the time, like when it was first launching, that uh, the PvP was like the biggest thing in that game, and like it still is. Like cyrodiil if i get me tell me if i'm wrong but cyrodiil is the massive pvp zone and it is a massive pvp zone. yeah 
Uh, what, do you want to like tell people like how how PvP differs in that game compared to Final Fantasy or you know, the two days in Warcraft you played? <laughs> <laughs> so. Full disclosure, I am a PvE person in ESO. I have done a little bit of PvP, not a lot. Um, I usually only do it during like PvP events. Um, so Cyrodiil is your big PvP zone. It's really cool. Um, it, it, the idea is really, really awesome. And if I was better at it, I'd play it a lot more. Um, basically, you have these keeps that you have to, to capture. Um, you can set up siege equipment so you can get your trebuchets, your ballista, and just fire away at these keeps. You're defending. You're trying to destroy enemy artillery. And it's just really, really cool. It can be all-out war if you're running with Zergs. Um, there are some performance issues that they're still working out um, in Cyrodiil specifically that can get difficult just because of the massive scale of these campaigns. Mm. But just kind of that all feeling of all-out war between the three alliances, the Aldmeri Dominion, Ebonheart Pact, and Daggerfall Covenant is really awesome. You can even become emperor if uh, you have if you're at the top of the leaderboard and your alliance wins uh, at the end of a campaign. Uh, and you get like a cool outfit and stuff. I've never been emperor because I suck at PvP, but it's really, really cool. That I've never wanted that to strive for something more in my life. <laughs> oh yeah, you get a cool costume, you get a uh, throne furnishing. It's like real cool. I want to do it at some point in my life, but just not there yet. <laughs> I need to figure um, out how to make eventually. <laughs> so there's also another type of PvP in the game. Well, really two. So the quick one is you can do 1v1 duels in any mm -hmm. area pretty much uh, in the PvP zones. Uh, those are fun. Uh, I suck at those also. I'm in a healer. It's not a good time for me. Uh, yeah, no. But they are fun for people who like know how to kill things well. Um, there's also what are called battlegrounds. So this is four versus four versus four, and it's games like Capture the mm. Flag, Chaos Ball, Crazy King, which is essentially uh, domination, uh, but the flag moves. Uh, they have domination also. Uh, it's really good time. Uh, just a quick way to get your feet wet with PvP. Kind of like what you'd see in, like, I only did PvP in Final Fantasy once, but it's kind of more akin to those. I do remember in Final Fantasy, like, you got different skills whenever you went into PvP, and that's mm -hmm. not the case with ESO. You just build yourself for PvP. You just slot those skills that you would want to use um, in a PvP scenario. So where in Final Fantasy, you just kind of, like, unlock the skills for your class, in ESO, any class can do any role, so you pick and choose the skills you want to use for the situation you're in and for the role you're trying to do. For example, I mean a necromancer healer. Necromancer DPS and necromancer tanks are also things in the game. Mm -hmm. Really awesome things to play. Uh, they play completely different than my necro healer, and they're using completely different skills for the most part. So just kind of gives you the freedom to pick and choose how you want to play your class and what you want to do with it, which is really, really fun. Uh, I'm also just very bad at PvP. Just real <laughs> bad at it. <laughs> but it is fun. Whenever I do jump in there, I have a blast with it. So like you mentioned that you can do the tank and the healer and the DPS with the same class with the Necro. Like, how does that work? Like so, I know in, in Final Fantasy, like you can hop to whatever class you want on the same character, but that's a very different system from this. Right. So ESO is pretty alt-focused. Um, so 
for example, like a necro, I'll use the necromancer because that's just the class I'm most familiar with because it's my main. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a skill line called living death. That is most of your class heals. You also have your weapon abilities. So in my restoration sca- staff line, there's a whole bunch of restoration staff abilities that will heal the group, buff the group. Um, so unlike in Final Fantasy, where if you're not healing, you're kind of like off DPSing, in mm-hmm. uh, ESO, it's more you heal, buff, debuff. And so you're kind of like a pure support. You can off DPS a little bit too, depending on your group and what they want you to do. But especially in like there's a trial around. situation. If there's bunnies around. Yeah, you <laughs> DPS the bunnies. That's what you do as a healer. Um, <laughs> that's where the crit, the crit DPS comes. <laughs> so, I'll make them big numbers. So like the cooldowns, well... For example, I know in Final Fantasy, if I cast a heal over time on someone, it lasts a really long time. They're real quick in ESO. So you're having to recast things very quickly. It's a very chaotic Mm. environment. So, for example, combat prayer is something that every healer is going to want to run because it's going to boost DPS. So you want to make sure that both of your DPS in a dungeon situation have that as much as possible. I forget how many seconds it's actually for. I think it's like somewhere between four and six seconds. So every couple skills, you're recasting that on your DPS. So you don't really have time to do a whole bunch of like damage. Uh, you can mm-hmm. do some, for example, like whenever I decide to run Blast Bones, I'm sending Blast Bones out occasionally on, as I can. Um, but then if you decide, you know what, I want to make a Necro tank, um, probably best to make a new tune for it just to just for ease of use and like you're going to run out of skill points at some point unless you just mm-hmm. farm sky shards like a maniac. Um, you will, I think it's called Bone Tyrant, if I remember right, is like the tank line where you mm-hmm. have like your your bone armor and your, um, gosh, I don't have a necro tank. But <laughs> <laughs> I've we seen can imagine how it works. Skills. Yeah, so like your bone armor, kind of like your tank abilities. And mm-hmm. then for the DPS side, you have Grave Lord is like the skill line that has most of your DPS skills. And uh, so you'll have your Ricochet Skull. That's the skull that like bounces between enemies and hurts them. It's really fun to use. Blast Bones is in that line. Uh, you also have like your destruction staff abilities that have uh, other things that you can cast. Um, on the tank side, you have your sword and shield abilities. So that's where like you can find your taunt or one of your taunts. Um, so it's it's just very dynamic and you can set things up very differently based on what you're playing and what weapon you're using. Uh, in chat real quick, I want to point out that... Uh, Chili said, ah, BPS, bunnies per second. <laughs> I'm top BPS in my career. Uh-huh. And yeah. now it's on the list for show titles. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's that's the top contender now. Yep. Oh, no. So. Right along with Buns of the Red Mist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep, it. which We're is immortalizing the, this again. Which, which is the bunny cult. <laughs> I've, so I've had to like embrace it at this point. So like my sub badges are varying stages of dead bunny. <laughs> like there's a zombie bunny. There's a skull and crossbone skull and cross carrots bunny. And I also like my logo is a dead bunny at this point. Oh I've no. Just, I've had got, to just roll with it. Got, yeah, you just got to lean into it. You can't. <laughs> yep. Yep. There's nothing I can do about it. The dead bunny is just a thing now. I give up. <laughs> 
I gave him. I don't know. Back. You could you could give the dead Pokemon and start a whole new line. Oh God! See, I can expand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. If I do variety streamer instead of focusing on ESO, yeah, that's, that's what I can do. And then you can get Master of Death as your overall title. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing but ghost Pokemon. <laughs> so I held off until after you were. <laughs> Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I gotta come from somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Thought just completely disappeared after that. Uh huh. (laughs) So, (laughs) why why he collects his thoughts? So with with each of those lines and specifically you touched on necromancer like one of the things I I learned as I was trying to like figure out like how I I like how do I play a character in this game like is like one of the things I learned was like throwing all your things on your skill bar and there's like the skill bar is like you have two different skill bars you have your like your front bar and your back bar and then you have an ultimate ability and do you want to talk about like like skill sets cuz you don't get a you don't really I'm Sorry there's a what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An ultimate ability. I could summon a bear. <laughs> I like the bears. Yeah, same. <laughs> wait, bears? So, there's, wait, there's more than one. I got like is oh, there just, more? just the bear. Okay. The bear. Okay. I got excited. <laughs> I mean, you can morph yes, it super into excited. a bear, but <laughs> wait, wait. I can morph it into what? A bear? <laughs> kind of bear? You can morph it into a, a bear that does something slightly different. I don't remember what the different bears do, Ooh. but I know you can morph it. Oh boy. Um. So basically in ESO, you're going to have, once you hit level 15, so before level 15, you have one skill bar. Once you hit level 15, you unlock the second one. And on each skill bar, you can have five regular active skills and then one ultimate on each bar. You can make them different ultimates, but if you're a warden and you want your bear, you need to double bar that bear. Otherwise, the bear is going to unsummon whenever you swap bars. And you swap bars a lot in ESO. Um, so for example, on my warden tank, uh, my ultimate on one bar is the trees, which is a big healing AOE, which is my like, oh shit heal. Like I'm dying and nothing is saving me. I'm going to throw down trees and keep myself alive until somebody can res the healer because they clearly died. Um, or I'm just really sucking that night. And then on my back bar, a lot of times I'll run either barrier or warhorn, depending on what I'm doing. Um, so you'll have your five regular skills uh, and you can swap between the two bars. So on my warden tank specifically, since you play a warden tank, this might be useful. I don't know. Again, I'm new to tanking. Um, my front bar, I have sword and shield. Um, so I have like my puncture and uh, uh, I don't even remember which skills I have on my front bar. I just push buttons. <laughs> and then on my back bar, I actually run an ice staff. Um, so whenever I cast a skill called wall of elements, I'm actually giving a slight like buff to defense to the group. And it's just also fun to use a staff. I like magic and think it's cool. It's heavy attacking with staff will regen your magicka. Heavy attacking with a sword is going to regen your stamina. So depending on what I'm doing, warden can be a very magicka heavy tank. Um, so if I'm running frozen device instead of, uh, silver leash, for example, to bring enemies to me, then um, I will need more magicka. And so you're constantly like swapping out remorphing skills depending on the fight. Uh, I've heard this is less so for DPS, but I know on both my healer and my tank, I move skills around a lot to try to like make things easier on the group. Um, 
so yeah, basically you have your five skills plus your ultimate, your ultimate, you, you build ultimate and then you cast it, uh, pretty much on cooldown for most things with the exception of like the necro res, for example, I'm not going to res if nobody needs to be resed. Uh, that is an ultimate ability. So as you do things like, for example, light attacks generate a good bit of ultimate. Um, so if you're light attack weaving as a DPS, you're going to get that pretty quick. Um, mm -hmm. And light attack weaving is really any class. You know, I've been like trying to get better with light attack weaving with my main, just that way I can get that ultimate up a little bit better and keep my Colossus up times good and make sure if I'm in difficult content, I can res at quick intervals. So if I'm the last one alive. I can bring all my group members back up with me. Um, just basically uh, gives you more things you can do to help the group out with your ultimate. So uh, pretty neat. So one thing I, I, I always wonder because I know, like in a lot of like Final Fantasy XIV, World of Warcraft, like end game is all about like the gear treadmill, right? Like you just need to farm the next set of gear so you can do the the content, the new content that's going to come out. Uh, is that the same with ESO or is it more like a, a horizontal uh, progression chain? It's definitely different in ESO. Uh, the So gear cap is a CP 160. The CP, for those who don't know, is champion points. Um, so once you level to 50, you transition into the champion point system where you then get like these other kind of, I don't want to call them skill trees, but they're kind of like perk trees. Um, where you can slot different perks that are going to help you out. Uh, the new cap that was just introduced with the last update is 3,600. So you can almost so, call them alternative advancements. Yeah. Yep. So your <laughs> gear caps at 160 and your mm -hmm. character caps at 3,600. So Not pretty on the weekend, I guess. <laughs> Pretty much. So basically your sets are very uh, dependent on what you're playing, also what content you're running. Um, it's not super grindy. Like if you know you need spell power, cure, and hollow fang, which is what I run on my healer, you have to run the dungeons a few times to get the pieces you need. Um, you can share them within your group. So if you see that somebody in your group has gotten the spell power cure chest you need, you can just ask them for it. And like most people are nice enough to give it to you unless they also need it. Um, they most they also really recently implemented a system called collections. A lot of people you'll hear refer to it as the sticker book. Um, so your gear collections are a way you can reconstruct gear that you found in the past. If, you've, mm -hmm. if it has ever become bound to you or if you've sold it to an NPC. So, for example, if I sold all my spell power cure because Olorime was, like, the best healer set and I needed to make space in my inventory, then with one of the more recent updates, Olorime was no longer the best and spell power cure was better, uh, I could then reconstruct the spell power cure so I don't have to regrind it. So they've actually, like... That's nice. Yeah, As time really has nice. gone on, gone on, made it less and less grindy. So it's it's really nice, especially for people like I have a kid and I have a full time job. I really don't have a ton of time to sit there and grind for gear. So right. I just get the gear and then just use that. Um, I'm above CP one sixty, so all the gear I get is above is at gear cap. So mm -hmm. I'm not having to grind like the new most powerful gear unless there's like a new healer set that comes out and then it's just a few runs of that dungeon and then I have it. It's really nice. I like the system a lot. 
how long does it take to get your like 3600 like one six CP one sixty and thirty six hundred. Uh so CP one sixty is really really quick. Um, mm-hmm. so they have recently changed the rate at which you acquire champion points. So before this most recent update, the gear the level cap was CP eight ten. Uh, okay. I had so I level very slow because I like to make alts, don't like to grind things. So for mm-hmm. me, it'll take forever to get to CP. 3600. I've been playing on PC since 2018 and I'm at like nine something. But now, for example, to get to CP 160, once you hit level 50, it's going to be so fast because they (laughs) accelerated the first like Mm. 1000 CP a lot. So to get from like no CP to CP 1000 is going to be a lot faster than it used to be to go just to 810. That's helpful. Yeah. So I don't really know how long. It just kind of depends on what you're doing and how distracted you are by alternate characters like I am. <laughs> well, first I thought you were talking about how distracted you're going to be by children running around. Also that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that. And housing and things that like don't necessarily level you at all. like it, Or just standing around, just hanging out with friends and not actually doing content. Staring at your bear lovingly. Exactly. That's, or if you're yeah. me, just like emoting at Nafalar and trying to pet dragons and take <laughs> screenshots of you doing it. Can you pet the dog? You can pet the dog. You can also dance with the Good. dog in the upcoming chapter. That's even better. All right, game of the year. You can pet the dog named Pickles and you can dance with, oh God, what was his name? It was like Jarl Wolfis or something. It was adorable. <laughs> Jarl Wolfis? I love him. I can't remember his name, but it was something along those lines. I love it. Oh, and so Slaps is also mentioning antiquities in mm-hmm. chat. Oh. Antiquities oh, yeah. is something that was added with Graymore, which is another one of those like non-combat type of things you can do where you're excavating. And so it adds too many games to the games. There, there's scrying and excavation. Excavation works really similar to Minesweeper. Scrying. I don't know if it's like, I don't play Candy Crush. I don't know. You just connect the things that are like the other things. And you can use like abilities to like morph them into other shapes. It's really, really fun. You can get some really cool like motifs and furnishings and even some mythic gear out of it that can do some really cool things. Um, It's really, really fun. I love antiquities a lot. It is fun. Super it's, chill. It's the like if you're like a like a puzzle slash treasure hunter type person like me, it's so much fun. It is so much fun. Mm-hmm. And, and like even just finding the antiquities, like getting the like go here and, and like get closer to the thing, and you're like, okay, time for the dig site. And like you start digging things yep. up. Oh, so so much fun. It's awesome. I love it. I love that they added that to the game. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it, exactly. It slaps. <laughs> Play game, get leads, scry leads, find excavation site, excavate, repeat. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Murder buddy is the old man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you got you to multitask. You got to work in. <laughs> when Graymore launched and I went into the, the Western Skyrim zone that was added with Graymore, I realized there's an obscene amount of bunnies in Western Skyrim. And I just feel oh, no. like I was being taunted at that point. Mm. There would be like six bunnies in like a 20-foot <laughs> radius. It was insane. 
I don't know what the bun. Okay, I have figured out what the bunnies are apparently doing in Western Skyrim, but my God, there are so many of them. It's have you tried to thin out the population? At I was going to say that's all you're. No, trying to I've do. been very nice <laughs> to the bunnies. I have only made that one accidental bunny kill. Well, of course, the first one's accidental. Yeah. But the I subsequent one. I haven't killed one. anybody's on purpose. I promise. <laughs> Oh, so uh, Peter mentioned this before on the show as well, but you also are heavily involved with the community within ESO and particularly with uh, Tales of Tamriel, right? Yes, that's the podcast that I (laughs) co-host. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that or how that kind of came to be? So Tales of Tamriel is actually the longest running uh, ESO podcast. Uh, I was invited to join... Gosh, late twenty nineteen. Wow, it's okay. It's yeah, been a while. So it was prior to COVID, in the before mm-hmm. times. Um, I I was invited to join as a full co-host after a couple guest appearances. Uh, Arcaneer and Lotus of Doom are the other. So Arcaneer is our main host with Lotus of Doom as the other co-host. Those two are amazing guys. Our podcast tends to run a bit long. It's usually, we say we have short two-hour episodes and long two-hour episodes. A short two-hour mm-hmm. episodes, maybe an hour and a half to write at two hours. A long two-hour episode, what happens quite frequently, is can be up to three hours, sometimes three and a half if we have a guest. You just never know what we're going to end up talking about. Uh, lots of alliance bashing, because I'm Old Mary Dominion. The other two guys are Ebonheart Pact. Mm. And I just, they're just wrong. And Trouble. Yes, very much so. You follow Queen Irene. That's how this game works. Queen Beckinsale. Like, that's just who you go with. Um, For clear, uh, I, I don't remember which alliance I was part of. So I really hope it was AD. I'm a Nord. So I, I, I oh, you're EP. Oh, well. <laughs> Unless you got any race, any alliance. Uh, don't Probably so. not. Um, yeah, you're, you're I played probably a healer. I couldn't back. tell you who I was. Do you know what race you were? Whatever the good one for a healer was. <laughs> Breton. I think it was probably Breton, but I'm not completely yeah, so you, sold you'd on be that. Daggerfall Covenant, most likely. If you yeah, played a high elf, uh, then you would have been. Um, Definitely wasn't an elf. Oh, yeah, you were a Breton and you All were. Right. <laughs> you, unless you were a lizard, which is another good healer class. And then I you was not, been but they are cool. Covenant. Yeah, they are. Uh, so yeah, you were Daggerfall Covenant. Uh, all right. So I just make all of mine AD that I can. Um, I love the Old Mary Dominion. They're really cool. Uh, kind of jerks in the fourth era. Don't condone them. But second era, <laughs> Old Mary Dominion, really cool. Yeah, the so, secondary is when things kind of started. And then by the fourth, that's when the bunny murders start. <laughs> really took a good effect. Picked up on my evil ways, apparently. Oh, yeah. You were the the forefather. So with Tales, like our our big thing with Tales of Tamriel is our tales where we go into stories of what we've done throughout the last week. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're usually filled with tragedy because we try to do stupid things in the game and it just comes back to bite us. And it's really fun. On purpose. So, like, I've been, for example, trying, and Ark as well, have been trying 
all of these hard modes for the vet dungeons. Lotus is apparently just a skill level above us, so he's going for some other crazy stuff that just I can't even imagine ever doing. Uh, he actually has like over 40,000 achievement points in this game. He's insane. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. Insane. Uh, Ark and I tend to have like friendly competitions to see who can beat a particular hard mode first and will attack the same dungeon like the same week. He tends to beat me, but I beat him <laughs> in Castle Thorn by a technicality. Nice. So got lucky there. Uh, all we, skill. <laughs> we ran three necromancers, all with reses. So anytime anyone died, they were just immediately back up. And that's the way to fight <laughs> Lady Thorn on hard mode. That's just the best way to do it because it sucks. So um Ark and Lotus are amazing friends, and I really, really enjoy being on Tales. It's super conversational. Uh, we just hang out and talk about stuff in the game. I, I, Makes I it like, a lot more enjoyable. I, I like that it's it's. They always say we'll try to keep it short so you can go to bed. <laughs> oh God, I have fallen asleep multiple times on the live recording of the show because I get up at like six a.m. And it's like 2 a.m. when the show finishes. And I'm very tired. Wow. Yep. What do you normally record? Our chat is like, confirming this for us. Because I, I listen to it when, I, when I'm working. And so I don't actually catch the live show. So what do you normally record like the, the actual live show? Our pre-show starts uh, Saturday nights at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the actual show tends to start at 11. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is late. Yeah. <laughs> Super yeah, late. So I I stream before the show and then I just raid in and then just do the show after. Um so Arkanir is actually from he lives in Turkey. So we have like mm. massive time zone difference. And with yeah. my stream schedule and everything, it just worked out to just do it after my stream. Uh those two have an easier time staying awake than I do. Ark has fallen asleep on the show before too, so I'm not the only one. I just do it lately because i've been just like extra tired lately but. <laughs> no i fall asleep can't on say stream. that either <laughs> was, i can't say that either of us have ever fallen asleep on the show but you have no. definitely fallen asleep on stream i, I fall asleep on stream <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, i have fallen asleep on stream not not on shows but have on stream so but you know I try not to fall asleep during like extra life stuff. <laughs> but oh God, I've, I've done a 10 hour extra life stream. It was like dead at the end. <laughs> 20, 24 hours straight. Yeah, 24. Oh, I would 25. Die. 25. 25 that's right. the, the change in time. We always do it on the Ever day. since they did that. Yeah. They, they switched it to daylight savings time. So we oh, there was God. always an extra hour. Like seven years ago or something, they did yeah. that. It's like, why? Yeah, we, yeah. So we do the extra hour or two hours uh, or whatever it is. Like we do the the time change. One hour. One hour. Listen, it's <laughs> it feels like two hours. When you <laughs> yeah. At the end of that. But I, I also, when we, t- we plan breaks, I take like super cold showers. Like I plan like a quick walk and stuff like that for those times and like super freeze like i jump in for like just to jump in and freeze myself to wake myself back up oh god yeah just it whatever keeps like at the end of it we're just like thank you for joining us we're gonna go die yep (laughs) so you'll pass out now thank you yeah thank you well we ended up doing instead of 
me trying to do 24 hours, that just wasn't going to happen. Even for charity. I yeah. just can't stay awake. Cannot do it. Uh, so I kicked off the marathon. I streamed for 10 hours. Then I kicked it over to Ark, who streamed for several hours, who then kicked it over to Lotus, who streamed for like 22 hours, who streamed for like 20 hours, and who then kicked it back to Ark. And so we just like ping-ponged back and forth between the three of us. Nice. We were able, I think we went for like a straight 48 hours between the three of us. Wow. I remember right. That's pretty good. Pretty good way to do it, though. That way you have a nice spread and no one has to suffer for 25 hours straight. And <laughs> oh, yeah. It was bad. To. <laughs> but it, it was a lot of fun, though. Like, it was it was yeah. a decent way to do it, like, for me, just because I can't, I cannot stream for more than 10 hours, I've learned. I was, like, falling asleep and delirious at the end. Don't know how people do 24-hour streams. We'll never figure that out. I cannot stay awake that long. Very carefully. <laughs> so... So, uh, just to ask, like, what, what, how did you get asked to be, or did, did you have to apply to be on the ESO stream team? Like, how do you, how do you, how does that happen? Like, did they ask you or? So I actually applied to be on the stream team on their website. There's a stream team application. If you meet the minimum requirements, you can apply. So basically you need to have a thousand followers and you, then you can apply for the stream team. Um, so I did apply right whenever I hit a thousand, uh, did not get it the first time I didn't reapply because I was like, okay, I feel like I need to work on my content some more. Um, so I didn't submit another application after that. But then one day, uh, it was actually near my birthday. I was in the Apple store because I was going to buy my, I was buying an Apple watch for my birthday. And I got an email from Gina, who's one of the community managers, asking me if I'd like to join the stream team. So apparently they hold on to those applications. I didn't know that. I thought I was going to have to reapply. <laughs> I just got really lucky. And they're constantly watching you. So apparently. They're watching when you don't know it. And uh, it was really, really cool. Being on the stream team's been fantastic. So you, you do have to apply for it and you have to meet some requirements. Um, but there's so many fantastic people on the team that I'm just honored to be a part of. Seems like a really, really cool thing to be a part of. It yeah. really is. It's it's really cool. You kind of like have that line to the community managers and the devs. And uh, I was actually invited to preview Blackwood before it was released on the public test server. So I kind of got to see like a behind the scenes look and get to play the content early. I also, Zenimax gives me codes to give away on stream so we can get more people nice. into the game and also, you know, grow my own channel using stuff that they give me. And it's really, really cool and it's a great way to kind of give back to the community without breaking the bank through doing your own giveaways. Plus, all the networking with the other team members has been amazing. You learn so much because we have such huge streamers on that team and you learn so much from them and just making friends with them and everything. And it's a really great community of content creators to learn from. I have to say, like, the few times I've streamed ESO, like, the people that, like, kind of meander in to come see, like, what, like, Rails from Radio, like, what is, <laughs> and they see me, and I'm like, hello, <laughs> I'm but a sweet boy, <laughs> learning my way, <laughs> but everyone has been super nice, and, like, hey, I remember doing this, and, and like, no, the, like, very little backseat gaming, but very, like, Hey, you're you're missing this, and you should go over here and stop. Like it, like you know, like just clearly trying to guide me because I'm like lost. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like lost Travolta. I'm just like, <laughs> where do I? Yep. Where do I go? <laughs> what do I do now? Uh, and they they're all super nice, and like they've some people like 
wait to see me play ESO again and have come back just specifically just to wa- have me wa- watch me play ESO. And they're like, hey, you're playing again. I was like, oh, yeah, we do that here. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, sorry. Should, yeah, we, uh, we switch it up. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> there are two of us. <laughs> Uh, and sometimes I'm off, uh, ransacking a castle and scaring myself by lichens. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but no, they're like the, the community over there is like super nice. And I've watched, uh, b- besides you, I've watched a few people stream and I, and I apologize. That I don't remember their names off the top of my head, but I know one of them was like, a looked like, looked like a Viking had the deepest voice I've ever heard deeper than mine. Uh, and <laughs> so deep that I was, I like, I thought he, I thought there was like, uh, like a uh, like a mask on their mic, like they were. Like, oh wow! No, no, he looked like a bike, and he was like that was his voice. <laughs> wow! And I was like, "Who are you?" <laughs> he looked like the Teach lead. Your secrets. He, no, it really did look like the uh, lead character, like the male lead character from like Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That's what it looked like. Oh wow! Yeah, and I was like, he's just, and he was just doing uh, scrying and stuff like that, running around. But <laughs> I was like, this is the best content. Um. So no, like you're, the ESO streaming community is like super nice and like super re- like very kind and receptive to people and I it, it very genuine. Like again, I and, and like we had Hottie Chicken on uh, last week and 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 I know I mean we did I mean it was really nice and she like one of the very first games she ever streamed was ESO and like knowing True. knowing where she is now and like she is playing final fantasy 14 that it's cool to know that that's in her back pocket and i would you know if, if she ever decides to take out that old chestnut <laughs> 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 you know it's it's you know she and, and, and like it, i have to say like you know she she said it on last week's show that like there's this wave of kind uh, kindness you know, now in streaming. And I, and I have to say like a lot of the ESO people I think have been on that wave of kindness, you know, mm-hmm. and it, you're, you're definitely one of them. Like it, like, and you know, it's something we, we are try, trying to strive to be here. Uh, I don't know if me playing Resident Evil 8 is helping any, cause I, I am crying <laughs> on the, <laughs> it's a more of a wave of sadness. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, like, like in all, in all seriousness, like, the, like everybody in the stream team and like even the people that are not on the stream team that are, are growing their channels are super kind and patient and it, it, it like just your description of the community in the beginning and watching the content creators even the small content creators playing the game like it really like if hottie chicken could do that wave of kindness in world of warcraft eso has already got that wave and it's it's cool to see it's so cool to see like it, it makes me want to stream that game more because it's like the the people that come watch you are so nice, and yeah, definitely, and not, and not looking at you like when, when you play Warcraft and like judging you. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you're not doing a rotation right. I'm like I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I just want to fight yeah. the vampire man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it is. Uh-huh. It's such a friendly community on Twitch and in game and on Twitch. And I've met so many cool people that I consider my friends now. And it's been an amazing experience from the start of it. One day, one day that'll be us. <laughs> I, I can say that like throughout this whole time we've been talking, like you've you've definitely put a very, very positive spin and like you've sold me on this game. Like you, you get to troll your tank, you get to blow up bunnies, you get to heal people when they die. <laughs> like, 
you you've sold this as a game. Like this is a really good game. Like you gotta you gotta go and try this. I now. don't like, have the clip. But just know is, in my mind that I heard Ralphie go, "I'm in danger." <laughs> Peter knows that he'll tank for me. So if I'm gonna troll a tank, it's he's gonna get screwed. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Um, Blast bones. Make a necromancer. Blast bones. Oh, I'll, if, if I get into the game and download it again, and I'll roll a necro healer, and I'll come to you and be like, okay, so first of all, how do I heal? And second of all, how do I mess with the tank? Yeah. Yes, I will help you. <laughs> I can Thank do you. this. <laughs> We'd be very appreciated. But uh, anyways, yeah, I, I thank you so much for uh, joining us tonight and like telling us all these awesome things and uh, particularly Pokemon Snap and the bunny story. <laughs> very appreciated. But no, it, it, seriously, it, it's been awesome to have you on, and, and I hope we can definitely uh, have you back again in sometime in the future. I'd love to be back, and thanks so much for having me. This has been a blast. <laughs> it has been. Of course, uh, Susan Sprinkle, the amazing producer, has been uh, in chat sharing your socials and your stream and everything in chat. But for the listeners at home, Hyperpixie, how can everybody find you? You can find me at twitch.tv slash hyperpixiegaming and on Twitter at hyperpixiegames. Awesome. And, of course, you can find Tales of Tamriel at twitter.com forward slash Tales of Tamriel. And I think, do you have a separate uh, Twitch channel for that? Yes. So you can find us streaming live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Quest. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Hyperpixie, for joining us here on Maelstrom Radio. Uh, as always, we got to do a little bit of business, and that is Thursday. We will be back in Diablo, <laughs> slightly better geared this time around. <laughs> uh, we didn't, bet. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we. So, if you missed our last stream, or if you missed this your stream, uh, you know, two weeks ago, where uh, we we died and lost all of our items, <laughs> uh, we got them back. <laughs> well, well, I shouldn't say we got them back. We got new items. You to got them the, back. <laughs> I, I'm still not geared quite as well. Not, not as well, but yeah, one of, in chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is Diablo one, so it we lost that. That stuff is gone. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh no! Oh, it was gone. Yeah, no, all the gold, everything was. We we made there was a lot of <laughs> there was a lot of boo boos made. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, no one suspects the lightning demons. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we'll, no, we'll no. be back, hopefully, getting ever so closer to hell. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and, that's, and then uh, don't worry, I'll, I will be uh, loading back up into Resident Evil 8 this week and probably ESO. So you'll see those streams, uh, hopefully, and uh, I will cry in a corner once I have to dig through that castle more. Anyway, so thank you so much for joining us. Hyper Pixie, thank you again. For being here it was delightful i'd love to have you back on uh once I, we know more about eso and i can have a better conversation about like i actually know what i'm talking about now. <laughs> <laughs> uh so thank you and everyone have a great weekend i hope you called your mothers <laughs> <laughs> have a happy mother's day to all the mothers out there listening and or at least i hope you had a happy mother's day when you hear the recording and uh, we wish you all a farewell bye everybody Bye, everybody. Bye. Join Maelstrom Radio Live Sundays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern for our podcast and game streams at twitch.tv forward slash Maelstrom Radio. Our back catalog of podcast episodes are available at maelstromradio.com. 
You can email us at show at maelstromradio.com. You can tweet us at maelstrom underscore radio. Join our Discord at maelstromradio.com forward slash Discord. Also look for Maelstrom Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Maelstrom Radio is brought to you by maelstromradio.com and Blackfire Media. Produced by Flattis, Shinter, and Susan Sprinkle. Logo and artwork by Mary K. Larkins at themarylark.com. Show music provided by MDK. Check them out at mdkofficial.bandcamp.com. Views and opinions expressed by our hosts and guests do not reflect the views and opinions of any companies discussed on today's show. Thank you for listening to Maelstrom Radio.